0: This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart. And I'm Trader Nick. Welcome back to the Market Insights, Market Pulse podcast. And today we're joined by Oanda's Senior Market Analyst in London, Craig Earlham. Good afternoon, Craig. Good afternoon, everyone. And it is a very good afternoon for UK markets after this morning's UK inflation numbers. Good news, finally, after months of disappointment with the number at 7.9%. So that is better than market expectations. Craig, give us the picture of how markets reacted and why it's good news.
1: It's been a big reaction. This really was a really strong report. I don't think we can understate that. Now, I know we talked previously about the fact that we'd already seen a decline in headline and core CPI in the Eurozone, and that was followed by a similar move in the US. And the question was, can we see the same in the UK, or is it just so stubborn here in the UK that it's going to take a lot more? And um, this report really has delivered. It's only one report, but it's a big statement move. If we look at the way the markets have responded, we've seen declines in the pound, we've seen declines in yields, uh, interest rate expectations not so long ago. We're showing that the base rate could rise maybe up to 6.5% early next year, maybe even higher, some calling for. That's been pared back quite substantially now following the US data last week, the UK data now. Now the markets are pricing in the base rate rising to 5.75%, maybe a little bit higher, but 5.75 is now the base case. That's, a, that's such a substantial difference and we can't understate that. That is, for me, the difference between the economy falling into potentially quite a decent recession and maybe avoiding one. Altogether or seeing a shallow recession. So it really is a substantial difference When you take that on top of the jobs report a few weeks ago when we saw unemployment ticking higher again to five percent It does suggest that we are finally seeing progress. What's more uh, Aside from the fact that we've seen headline and core CPI both fall and fall significantly and beat market expectations We have to look ahead and when we're looking ahead We've had the energy price cap, which is going to fall this month That could wipe out almost a full percentage point from headline CPI in July and then we're going to have favorable base effects, lower energy prices, disinflation in food prices. We could be looking at numbers which are significantly lower between now and the end of the year. And this looks like the first step towards that. And that's why people are so relieved. And that's why I have no doubt people with mortgages uh, and new up for renewals are going to be relieved now over the next few months. And hopefully we see more data to confirm that.
0: And the pound has fallen on today's news obviously because uh, the number as far as the interest rates are concerned is going to be less than many had predicted.
1: Yes and it's fallen quite a lot. It's fallen more than 1% so far on the day. Against the dollar, it only a few days ago actually rose above 130. The pound's been performing really well against the US dollar uh, for quite a few months now based on the expectations that the UK central bank was going to have to keep hiking and hiking and hiking. The economy was resilient and uh, the dollar's been underperforming uh, to 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 a great extent. Uh, the pound had rallied back above 130 and it's then reversed lower and it looked as though it was going to potentially see support around that 130 level and it's just smashed below that today based on that cpi number the question is does this change the trend more broadly or is this just a temporary dip and i think that's going to be the big one now because while this does make a significant difference the us fed probably still has one more rate hike left in it the uk central bank almost certainly has at least two or three so that there is still potentially that the the potential for that buyer still 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 to favor the pound um there's some big levels i think just below where we are now so we just dipped below 129 uh, just before we started recording, if we kind of look at that kind of 128 to 128.50 zone, that looks, uh, that could be a bit of a test uh, as far as the technicals are concerned. You've got a couple of key fib levels in there um, from the recent lows to highs. You've got that prior high from uh, mid-June, which would be tested on the way down as well. You've got a rising trend line going back to kind of October last year. If we see a move below that kind of 128 zone, there is the potential that this could signal that markets have turned a little bit more bearish on on this pair so i think it's going to be a really interesting technical test uh, for pound dollar in particular but also just sentiment towards the pound more broadly because if people view this as a step towards uh, more sustainable lower inflation and we see some more economic data to confirm this and we see those interest expectations pair back even further then that could see sentiment shift towards uh, the pound sterling, and could potentially see this this long rally that we've seen in cable um, potentially start to uh, reverse once more. So I think there's I think but today I can't understand how much of a really interesting and significant development this potentially was.
0: And just to follow up on those technical uh, indications that you you mentioned uh, on the daily chart, the pound the pound has kind of been running away against the dollar for quite some time, as you mentioned, in reference to sort of the divergence in the two central banks. And I think that that is where things get very interesting when you talk about, okay, well, if if that trend that has occurred in the United States, where we've seen inflation starting to head in the right direction, we've had a pretty knockout couple economic uh, inflation figures here recently in the United States, if that trend is going to start to... Uh, play out now in the UK as well, as it does seem, you know, again, an optimistic start here. Of course, we still have to wait to see what further reports bring us in inflation numbers from uh, across the pond. But a big thing here is that this is a step in the right direction. And that dominance on the pound dollar chart does seem to be challenged here. Uh, I do, I I like your point there about around the 1.28 level, that previous high that we had in June, the question will be now that the pound has definitely started to price in, okay, well, things are Improving in the UK, um, you know that pound might see some weakness for a while. Uh, I think that that's really going to be a test point here as we see uh, the the pound come down, and I do think we probably will see that level get tested. And will be very interesting to see how that level uh, that level plays out. As I do think, like I said, it's it's a big uh, the blow off top on on uh, June's uh, price action. It'll be very interesting to see another side of uh, the uh, you know UK reaction here is, of course, uh, the opposite move to the upside for the FTSE. So the UK100, uh, for those of you guys who who watch it or keep it on your charts, had a really big push. Um, and we mentioned in previous podcast episodes the underperformance of the, the FTSE compared to the U.S. indices, which had had just massive runs in the last few weeks and actually have continued to do so. We'll, we'll touch on that uh, in just a bit here. But again, a really big day for the FTSE as this is somewhat... Uh, uh, very, very, uh, you know, what happened, very, very similar to what happened in the U.S., right? Inflation starts to uh, show promising numbers. The dollar really cooled off, and that gave way to indices having a push up. And, of course, you mentioned already the uh, the bond market uh, starts to get interesting as well. So I think today uh, a really promising start uh, for the FTSE. This is kind of a nice breakout. I've got a, a daily chart pulled up, and there's this very clear downward channel that's p- kind of been uh pressing down on on the the FTSE. Well, a big breakout here today and it'll be very interesting to see how it closes and and forms going forward. But again, a very strong start uh for the the FTSE and it beck it's a question is there a little bit of a catch-up trade here if you're looking at indices. You know, clearly if you pull up the Nasdaq right now, the Nasdaq has just been on a rocket ship to the moon, just shy now of 16,000 is the Nasdaq and that's up tremendously from where we were a year ago. You know the lows of the Nasdaq were 10,500 around that region. We're now near 16,000. That is a massive, massive move on the uh, the indices. And of course, that's just the Nasdaq. The S&P 500 and the Dow also made some interesting moves that I wanted to make reference to. We had um, you know the Dow performed really well this week. Uh, So did the S&P 500. And it makes sense. A lot of the financial uh, stocks in in the U.S. uh, economy, you know, are delivering their earnings. Things are looking promising for financials, which again is a very different story than where we were a couple months ago talking about uh, regional bank failures, that sort of thing. It does seem like more and more and more promising news is coming out. The question I guess would be with these indices moves, uh, the FTSE, the the NASDAQ, the Dow, the S&P, these big huge moves to the upside, at what point do you start saying, "Okay, I no longer want to, you know, be be buying this kind of move"? I don't want to be looking at these uh, charts, and you know, they, they seem quite extended. So the question is, how far do they go? And you know, I have to be honest; I was asking the same question a week ago. So we're back at the same thing, Craig. We've had a big push higher, and now we add in the FTSE, which is kind of joining the party. What do you think on indices, and do you think that um, you know? Do you think that this is a, a something to be cautionary about as we go into again uh, several weeks here now of just straight up moves on big name indices?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting because ultimately earnings season is going to have a big role to play. I'm not sure we can necessarily expect to see. Uh, to see bank stocks uh, earnings kind of reflected in the more broader economy. I think there's going to be other challenges. I still think credit conditions are going to have a role to play in terms of some of these other results. Um, uh, And I still think we are broadly expecting an earnings decline so we have to take that into consideration but we always see that investors are forward looking so maybe looking beyond this and saying Do you know what as long as these earnings are kind of good enough or not 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 disastrous then we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel as long as uh, as long as we can start to see some improvements in the broader economic data and especially in the inflation data uh, when i look at the kind of technicals take the Dow for example we've just broken 35,000 now for the first time since April 22 so that's a big move uh, that we've seen uh, or at least we've significantly broken I know we kind of flirted with it over the course of the last week Uh, but we're now not that far off the highs where the highs somewhere around 37,000 we're not too far from those record high levels are we starting to get into nosebleed territory or is this a case of actually People are getting more excited. You look at the recent momentum, the momentum indicators on the Dow. from what I can say, look at the kind of MACD and the stochastic, They look pretty healthy. Yeah, they're in oversold, overbought territory if you're looking at the stochastic, but there's no sign of that momentum waning. So you'd think that, is this a sign that actually we're seeing sentiment go from strength to strength and that we're actually seeing this kind of one thing is backing up the other? Of course, that can turn. But I'm looking at things right now and I think we're probably seeing a bit of a buzz. We've got the good inflation data, the good bank earnings. and We're seeing big levels broken. So I, I look at this and I think sentiment is looking still quite positive. But like I say, things can turn in a heartbeat um, uh, and that's not to say that we're going to necessarily see high on high on high but, I mean, there's some big levels coming up, 35,500, 36,000. And like I said, the record highs is only a little bit further away. So for me, I think those momentum indicators could potentially give us a good sign as to what whether sentiment is kind of uh, a momentum is, is supporting the movements that we're seeing in price. Because we are seeing some extraordinary moves in the price action at this point in time. But ultimately, the big factor is going to be those earnings we're recording before we're going to get the earnings from netflix from tesla uh and then we're we're moving away from financials and into big tech and big tech could have some good earnings to report potentially as well again probably not going to be reflective of the broader economy in the same way that maybe home depots and things like that are going to tell us a lot more about the uh the 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 Household finances, uh, etc. But um, if if we can see some good numbers this evening, then then who knows? Why 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 can't we continue to see uh, things push up? But I don't think it's going to be a a, a clear cut earnings season where everything's going to be good, good, good. Because going into this earnings season, if I'm not mistaken, I think fact set was saying that. The expectation was that earnings were going to fall 7% on the year, Um, so um, that may change over the course of the the start of this week, but um, uh, there was clearly concerns going into this earnings season and I don't think that can be ignored.
0: Definitely a good point to make there. I I, I throw those questions to you. You know, uh, is this sort of an overbought territory, mostly just to play devil's advocate? But I've been pretty vocal about the fact that you know I've I've been interested on the 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 uh, the optimistic side for quite some time here. Um, and the only reason I ask that is you know you could get into this trap, I think, just like people will kind of bark the, you know, oh, you're at the highs, don't touch it kind of thing. You also have to be very careful that you're not someone who is going to just completely see all the right things coming into play and just ignore them and shrug them off just out of wanting to be pessimistic. We talked recently about, uh, you know, if you you made the point, I really liked this. If you are more of a pessimistic investor, you know, maybe you you look a little more into bonds. And if you're more optimistic, take a look at the S&P or, you know, the indices, that sort of thing. But again, uh, the these markets right now seem to be finding every possibility to rally on. uh, And when those environments are, are, you know, playing out, uh, it could be a a big trap, I think, personally, to find every reason to be against what's just kind of playing out in front of us. We have the right numbers, we have, uh, or at least, you know, we've been seeing the right numbers, as long as they continue to roll out. Um, It's like you say, there's there is upside, and we haven't even reached well, I, I say we, we've made a really impressive run, but we're not at the all-time highs. There is still that room for you know, the sun to come out and, and continue to come out for, for a while, right? Summer is a long season. Okay, guys, thank you very much indeed for your time today. We'll speak to you on Friday. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks a lot. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.